For me, a starseed is a multi-dimensional being, um, a soul who has had many experiences on other star systems. And through that experience and all their exposure to other planets and star systems and frequencies, they are coming in with um, a different frequency to what we um, mm -hmm. are familiar with on Earth. And they're the, the kind of this star seeding name comes from that they're actually seeding a different frequency that comes from the stars into oh. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and in embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Welcome to the penultimate episode of season three of our Solace and Shine podcast. Join Sanyasi Shivani in conversation with Louise Platt, quantum soul and galactic astrology practitioner who is on a mission to help people remember who they are and why they came to earth. In the conversation, we learn what a star seed is, the importance of star seeds in the ascension process that earth is currently undergoing, and the challenges of being a star seed. Louise also discusses how your birth chart tells where your soul originally came from. If you are wondering why it is important that we remember our galactic heritage, these words by Sanyasi Shivani couldn't explain it better. We need to understand that all the starseed memories are inside of us, and we can use this galactic charting to give us an encouragement to harness the frequencies that are inside of us so that they can help us be fully in our humanity, knowing that we are in this world, but not of this world. So enjoy this very interesting interview. We have included links in the show notes below to Louise's website and the video referred to in the interview regarding Ascension symptoms. Enjoy. So good morning. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, lovely friend of mine um louise platt from uh, spiralbright.co.uk um, and spiral bright insight on instagram and youtube um louise and i met because i saw her on a uh youtube video of her um graduation from galactology school 
um, of being able to do uh, readings. And I loved how just so authentic and so genuine and so knowledgeable in so many other other realms um, that you really were bringing uh, the galactology to a place that was um, oh what's the word for it it had substance like you weren't looking at it just from one perspective you had all these all of this other memory and all of this and I just loved that about you so I hired you to do my reading which I don't do I don't let people look at my chart or or do any of that and you were just nailed it and I loved it and so I was like we need to talk and we've been chatting ever since and we have yeah <laughs> I finally I finally convinced you to chat in a recording so thanks <laughs> no it's good it's good it's good to be here thank you <laughs> yeah so yeah. just before we just dive into all things galactology and star seeds and all of that stuff can you give me a little bit of a, a background as to how you ended up here like just give give us the coles notes so that we have a little context for why this is so important to you right now okay um so i um i say i've always been really interested in kind of spiritual healing modalities and energy work um and I always felt very different. I certainly, I didn't grow up in a family that was very spiritually aware. So I was, I was sort of swimming against the grain in terms of sort of where I've been plonked on, on earth. And, um, but I, I was very interested in lots of different areas and sort of different healing modalities would just appear in my life. And I'd like go down like one route and go, oh yeah, I'm looking at all sorts of different um, things. But, um, in terms of, well, first of all, the star seed element, I um, I had no idea what star seeds were. Obviously, felt different, and I'd always felt like that. But it wasn't until I had an akashic reading done in my sort of early forties, so we're talking about in the last decade, um, and um, the lady that went into my record said that I was a star seed and I was just like I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about and she was saying shape shifting mm -hmm. and time traveling and I was just like I was a bit kind of blown away to be honest and also walking came in and and but it sort of set me off on a new path of learning because something resonated with it and as I sort of looked into what star seeds were and what that meant um sort of things started to fall into place and I sort of right. started to realise why I felt different and why I was struggling to understand human behaviour and why I spent hours just looking up at the stars, you know, and I was fascinated. Mm -hmm. And and then the astrology, um, so I've, I've been interested in energy work and I've been doing um, like tarot and energy clearing and Reiki and colour healing, healing and past life regression. Those, anything that I could basically get my hands on I was just like a sponge um and I've been interested in, in astrology sort of from a distance for many years but when um we went into lockdown I, I'd been working with children in the school and I was sort of given a very strong sort of nod to leave that role literally just um beginning of March 2020 so I took the time when I was at home to start doing some courses to actually um sort of give some foundation to my interest I guess and it was just it mm -hmm. was a real like wow you know 
couldn't get enough course after course and um, sort of thought, yeah, astrology gave me a really good understanding of myself. Um, and then it wasn't until last year in May that somebody introduced me to Julia Ballard, who does galactic astrology. And mm -hmm. I just sort of clicked and fell into place. And I was like, oh, wow, I can kind of use my starseed connections and all my knowledge and awareness of that and mm. bring in my knowledge of astrology and it's just sort of merged so beautifully and um through doing that course I've kind of found a new career and I've found where I came from because I didn't really although I've been told I was a starseed the lady couldn't tell me where I was from so all that self-knowledge and then just being able to help other people sort mm -hmm. of help you know help them learn more about themselves and it's a combination of the galactic astrology I'm really interested in soul purpose as well because I think a lot of star mm -hmm. seeds have a very strong sense of mission so yeah. being able to identify that in a chart as well you know where your strengths are and you know what you're here to do it's all it's all just falling into place quite spectacularly actually so um yeah yeah like it was meant to be so let's well let's yeah it took a while thing, but yeah. <laughs> hey that's that's you know that's that's uh, we don't always have to get there in our 20s you know good things take time um so let's start at the very beginning yeah. in your definition in your words what is a yeah. starseed okay so um if um coming from the point of view that we are all souls um having different experiences and in this realm <coughs> it's a physical third dimensional experience in the main um a starseed is a soul who is not um, attached to or um, originating from the earth plane and this particular planet. So mm -hmm. um, for me, a starseed is a multidimensional being, um, a soul who has had many experiences on other star systems and through that experience and all their exposure to other planets and star systems and frequencies, they are coming in with um a different frequency to what we um mm -hmm. are familiar with on earth and they're the, the kind of this star seeding name comes from that they're actually seeding a different frequency that comes from the stars into oh earth. i like um, that because they're really coming in with a body of wisdom that's not of this yeah. world yeah different consciousness and also a different frequency so um you know a lot mm -hmm. of um Star seeds carry codes, so they're here to activate people and places. Um, and really, um, because they're not sort of tied to the reincarnation cycle of Earth, this is kind of like, um, again, this is my perception, it's like we volunteered to come. Um, and particularly, there's a lot of us here at the moment because of the ascension process that's happening. So, um, right. yeah, and again, having sort of read so much about it um, there's lots of different star systems out there and a lot of them have gone through the ascension process already mm -hmm. so it's almost like um <laughs> without any sort of sense of ego it's like you know we're experts because we've done it before so we know what's required potentially yeah. although and how to bring how to anchor in that that fullest potential while being in the meat suit because we have the yeah. memory 
of different yeah. uh, different lineages or different threads of consciousness that have gone through the entire process. So um, maybe it's a good time to express the process as um, the, the divine coming into the first impetus of separation, which creates a reality of polarization, then comes into integration and then comes into embodiment. And so the embodiment is the divine while being in body really yeah it's yeah. how i see yeah. it which it's it's like the exhale coming back fully into the inhale and so that whole process is a thread of memory um does that does that dovetail with your yeah i mean i would say for um so you know if you are coming as a soul connected to other star systems obviously the whole um experience of duality is it's not unique to earth because it has happened on many other star systems but it is very mm -hmm. strong very strong strongly entrenched here especially at the moment and it it seems to be getting louder and louder and louder really didn't um, know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know it's kind of having you've got all these elements of coming in and experiencing the different frequency and um, being part of duality because a lot of star seeds you know we don't come in wide awake knowing exactly what's going on you know for me it took 42 years for me to really mm -hmm. wake up and understand what's going on um I have met a lot of younger people recently who are very wide awake and I just think wow but I know you know there's a reason for that um but it's being so it's coping with the different frequency coping with the duality which is new and also being like like you say embodied because you know, if you're coming from a different frequency and a higher consciousness, a lot of these star systems, there is no such thing as physicality. This, you know, this is quite, mm -hmm. um, so for a lot of the really higher frequency souls, just being in a physical body is really challenging. Very hard work. Yeah, yeah really and, hard yeah, work. Yeah, and I think um, over the course the surviving of Surviving is the success. Now, yeah, yeah, just being here actually, because I think, you know, I was always, Although I didn't find out I was a starseed until my early 40s, from my early 20s, I used to say to myself, I've got I've got a mission, I've got something really, there's something really important that I have to do. And I kept going around the corporate world. I worked in London, I was like putting in all these really toxic corporate environments. It was hell, not knowing that I was empathic and sensitive and transmuting all the crap. <laughs> um, right. But I said, oh, you know, it's really important. I've got something to do, I've got something to do. But I think for so many of us and um i've sort of come to terms with this now although i'm i am a doer so i'm not this for me isn't quite enough but just being here in the physical bringing these light codes in and that frequency is actually yeah. the mission you know so being yeah. embodied is is part well it's almost all of it you know anything else yeah. you do is a bonus so, yeah um yeah but and um, doers find that very hard it's like no, it has to be profound and it has to be big. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and no, I'm like, no, no you gotta for it. <laughs> get get up and make your bed. You're good. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I, I kind of because when I'm Virgo rising, so I'm very like, you know, oh, I'm here to serve. I have to do something useful. But um, I find it really frustrating that there isn't really an appraisal system when you're doing spiritual work. <laughs> I kind of think no, it's like just the opposite yeah you're doing really well but this is where you we, we want you to focus on it there's nothing like that and I'm like 
you know, yeah, you have to trust yourself. So but when you do really well, everything goes really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay. Actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No feedback at all. Like, oh, did I do something wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then no, in fact, it's like, faith. no, you're good. We're, we're here to course yeah. correct, not to like cheerlead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So the so, embodiment thing is quite challenging, I'd say. And um, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the traits in a minute, but you know, certainly I know a lot of who struggle with things like you know allergies sensitivities to food you know a lot of, you know they struggle with different textures different, you know and I think a lot of the um you know people that have got sensory processing issues I don't really like that word but you know who find it challenging I think it's a lot because there's a frequency mismatch so um yeah and yeah. you know fibromyalgia all these things you know um conditions sort of step forward because they're actually struggling to be physical which sounds Integrated a bit crazy for anyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so do you think here's here's a hypothesis do you think with people yeah. like um you know fibromyalgia rheumatoid uh, rheumatism things like that that are, are a bit of a frequency mismatch as we raise the frequency or as the frequency rises do you think that those conditions will uh be alleviated yeah i would i would like to think so i think we're gonna um our bodies are changing already but there's going to be a lot more light coming into our bodies which is why you know there's so many of these sort of ascension symptoms that people are experiencing which you know in one sense you can say oh it's just a cold or just a flu or you know just a headache or whatever but you know yeah. it's there's lots of density being released and um yeah so I mean, can I, we go through some ascensions can we go through some ascension yeah. symptoms because yeah. um i know you've been experiencing them i've been experiencing them for the last couple of years you know and when i yeah. first started experiencing them i was like i had to go to the doctor i had to have the mris i had to have the blood work and like my doctor's like you are psychosomatic um you know yeah. everything <laughs> is fine i'm like everything is not fine this is not fine so what are some of those uh ascension symptoms that you uh have personally experienced or know people experiencing um okay let me think um headaches are something that i'm continually um dealing with the foggy migraine. brain headache the the kind um, of oh, migraine like the pressure like there's just oh, okay. lots of pressure and like muscular issues like neck shoulders back um also things like ringing in the ears I get that a lot and like puffing and tapping in the ears that's sort of again that's um the frequencies um adjusting um yeah the flu symptoms so like you know obviously aching body but um I think you know any kind of cold where you know you're flushing out toxins um mm -hmm trying to think what else um digestive problems mm -hmm. um definitely had lots of those um yeah you think i can't think of the top of my head but i did i did um, actually do a video on my youtube about this when i listened oh you to did um yeah yeah we'll, we'll see if we can we'll we'll put a link to it um below below this in the in the podcast yeah yeah um, be cool because a lot of people did sort of comment and go oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> so, yeah you know. yeah so the some of the things i mean the digestive 
the headaches yeah. like so you with i i know people and myself like the the migraine headache but then there's also the foggy headache there's the like rapid onset exhaustion you're like fine you're yeah. fine yeah you're going through your day and then you're like oh my god i can't function like that i think has got a lot to do with it because you're actually mm. trying to digest in another frequency and you're trying to do all this 3d stuff and you're trying to digest this new frequency you've, you've got to slow down you've got to like um create a little bit of more space and and time in there um mm. yeah i think it's uh really i mean it's very visceral i had these you can't say oh the consciousness is going to rise without thinking that there's going to be a physical um level you know if there's steam water and ice they're all h2o if one of them is shifting frequency then it has to shift frequency on the emotional and the physical plane as well it can't yeah. just shift in the mental plane so you know yeah really understanding that you're physically changing the way your body is is functioning you know yeah 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 so yeah. more like coming in and also you know we've um well, I speak for myself, but I'm assuming everyone else is saying we're very good at suppressing emotions and, you know, yeah. and burying stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and that would be, you know, and manifests as, you know, discomfort and disease and pain, you know, yeah. all of that to be able to ascend. We've got to release all of that. And of course, as star seeds, um, again, for some crazy reason, you know, we agreed to come and transmute stuff for other people as well, you know, especially in, if coming into families where there's lots of um, sort of ancestral trauma and karma and stuff. So, yeah. you know, we're clearing it for ourselves and for the collective. Um, so that can be yeah. a double whammy, yeah, in a an environment where we don't necessarily understand, you know, how the hell things got so, so wrong and so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what fun. Um, but yeah, I'd say, you know, um, well, certainly for me, my diet has changed. It's not as wonderful as I would like it to be in an ideal world. But, you know, I stopped eating meat about five years ago, not mm. planned at all. I just suddenly thought, actually, this is too heavy for my body now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I've made some more changes recently. But um, And sugar, refined yeah. sugar. Yeah, that's a problem. I still have that. So that's, yeah. You still have that? <laughs> <laughs> but do yeah. you notice yeah. like a real do you, like if you go for periods of time without having it and then you have some because I I, I still eat refined sugar occasionally yeah. like you know every couple of months or something I'll have something that's got some sugar in it um mm. and the visceral difference in my nervous system is like mm. whoa how did I function on this yeah 24 7 yeah, I'm, I've cut out gluten in the last month and I've noticed a big difference in how my body is. You say it's the nervous system. I always thought it was my head that I couldn't sort of control. You know, my right. like, stop thinking or stop thinking. But actually, I realised that cutting out gluten, my body was no longer having to, yeah, just try and process it. So that's been yeah, a, big, so hard. a big awakening, a big learning. Right. So... <laughs> Another question uh, that came through are, are all humans starseeds? Yeah, that is a really good question. And when I was sort of thinking about it, I was like, gosh, I don't know. Um, 
I mean, they did actually doubt and I got an answer, no, they're not. Um, I'd say for me, the majority, okay, I think there's possibly some people, I'm gonna go really off piece here. I think there's some people here that are sort of masquerading or appearing or presenting as humans, but they don't have an access to higher consciousness. So I'd say in, in those cases, then, no, um, I think there are a lot of humans who are very much stuck in the reincarnation cycle, which I know has, I've read from quite a few sources that that is being um, broken now. So, you know, mm. there's a lot of souls that are able to leave and, you know, aren't having to come back and redo the same old lessons over and over again. Um, right. But um, so I think, you know, there's some, some humans that are very much attached to and I don't want to use the word stuck but you know they're very much they're very happy identified yeah yeah um and although everyone will get the chance to you know to raise their consciousness if if that's if that's what their soul you know chooses for them um but um yeah I think I think probably so if you set those people aside or those souls aside, I think, yeah, probably the majority of us have had other lifetimes that maybe we're not necessarily supposed to connect with or remember in this lifetime. I mean, mm -hmm. my experience, obviously, you know, like attracts like. So I'm, I've done lots of charts and they're all people that um, are interested, you know, think they're starseeds. So when mm -hmm. I look at their charts, right. I'm like, crikey, yes, you really are, you know multi-galactic yeah. they yeah, won't huge. you won't even be on the radar of the people that are not ready no. for that kind of awareness because no. it's just not on no. a on a physics level it's just not going to calibrate no so um you know i yeah so i'm yet to see a chart where there's practically no fixed star alignments um mm -hmm. but then i have had interestingly i have done charts for people who are very multi Galactic, but who actually are really, really, really um, strongly connected to Earth, and almost some, you know, some of their soul origin is actually on Earth, and then they've gone elsewhere to sort of learn and explore, mm. and you know, and they're coming back now for. for and how do you see that on a chart? Where where do you see where the impetus of the soul is actually, Karen? So the the actual soul origin, I doubt for. So yeah. um. So on a chart, I can detect sort of very early lifetimes, and that's always by looking at the outer planets. So Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune where Neptune, I always yeah. go first. And then the more personal planets tend to be um, stars that, you know, you've had more recent lifetimes. You know, if we're getting into astrology, it's the conjunctions and the oppositions that are the really strong alignments. And that's, you know, for me, that's like, yeah. They probably have been there but then I um I use my intuition as well so it's a kind of um it's a combination of seeing the facts in black and white and the houses and this and the signs and knowing the energies of the houses and the signs and then sort of weaving mm -hmm. the stories together um but um yeah yeah I think it's beautiful so starseed traits hmm. and how do we so a lot of the times when I'm working with people and we're talking about star seeds and things like that, like there's this human um, sort of uh, impulse to want to be from a place so that you can fully identify with that. 
And, and I think that that's a bit of a slippery slope in that it's a little bit of escapism from this yeah. moment in this reality. And so the orientation of, oh, I'm a human, but actually I'm a starseed. So I'm actually from Pallades. And that's, that identification of like, I'm from Pallades. I'm not from uh, Beta Centauri. You know, it's mm. like, that's actually creating more separation, more polarization. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's really important to understand that everything, all the starseed memories, are inside of us and some of them are more activated in this lifetime than others but there is mm. no separation and so yeah. i find that we can use this information this um galactic charting to give us an uh sort of like a a bit more of a a compass or a bit of a um what's the word like a encouragement to harness the frequencies that are inside of us so yeah. it actually can help us be more in our humanity, knowing that we are in this world, but not of this world. And so that if we can connect to that concept, then we can use the galactic um, wisdom, the galactic heritage wisdom to actually mm. fully embody our humanity. And to be able to do that, you know, when you understand, when I look at a galactic chart, I see the different um, starseed threads, but I see them as like threads of characteristics, threads of frequency that are activated yeah. inside of us or can be like if it's a sextile that we can connect into that if we ask, or mm. it's not necessarily our innate nature, if it's a trine, but it's fully accessible, you know, uh, with just a little bit of awareness. Um, mm. So what are some of the key starseed threads and traits that you see coming up in charts a lot right now in the way that humanity is being asked to move through these bandwidths of consciousness right now in mm. what are we May 2023? Um, I find that there's specific star seeds that are being quite activated more than others. Yeah. Um, and so what are some of the, yeah. what, are, what are those and what are some of the characteristics of them? Like what are we being asked to embody in our humanity from a broader perspective? Um, okay. Um, I think one of the no main pressure. ones is, <laughs> oh, no, no. I want to go back to what you said. Actually, I was going to, um, the whole notion of labeling is a really valid point because, uh, you know, everyone like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm an Arcturian starseed or I'm a Syrian star or whatever. And it's like, we are, as humans, we're obsessed with having a label and um, boxes. From doing this work, um, you know, I realized that actually, yes you can be you can have a lot of andromedan energy in your chart you know and that can be in your pluto and then you might have been, you know it can be in your sun you know and coming through in sex cells and trines you know lots of support um but then it's not just andromeda it's like you know there might be some lyran energy or some orion energy mm -hmm. or uh, you know hadarian you know so many different ones um and like you say they're all 
they all play a part because it depends what part of your chart is coming through. So it might be if it's your midheaven, you know, you might be getting Andromedan support for what is you do at a public level, you at know, work. your career, vacation, yeah. what you're here to share. Um, or, you know, if it's Venus, it's I kind of say, well, that's gifts and talents and your values, what you consider to be really important and what you're kind of trying to bring in to share, um, mm -hmm. you know, to try and kind of, yeah, help humanity see that there's a different way. But really, it's about um, opening up and understanding that we are all connected and that we all come from the same place. So you know moving mm -hmm. away from that duality that you know you're right I'm wrong you know black white you know that kind of that separation which has been the thread for millennia on this planet and you know and like you say it just seems to be getting louder and louder there's always different ways that you know the establishment you know can create separation you know and conflict and everybody turning mm. against each other because we don't share the same opinion so um, understanding that we're all connected, um, caring about nature and one another and having compassion. Um, I think when we move into a more higher consciousness, you know, there's no need for competition, um, mm -hmm. you know, because we've all got our unique sort of gifts to bring in. Yeah. Um, there's no need for um, lack, you know, fear. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of bringing in that um, frequency of love and unity, um, becoming more connected or just losing that disconnection from our higher selves. Um, so again, you know, having having an awareness, um, and uh, yeah, there's lots of uh, different. Um, it's not just consciousness; it's things like skills. Again, I don't consider myself to be. Um, in this area but I know there's lots of star seeds that will have links to um, like you know inspiration about new technologies and new approaches and new ways to do things. Mm -hmm. um, is there a specific um, star seed thread that connects to that? Yeah there is I'm trying to think which one it is. I've got um is it Altair? No Altair's more of the warrior one. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't think off the top of my head, but um, because there's so many, there's about 65 stars on the galactic mm -hmm. um, calculator now. So, um, but um, yeah, well, certainly, um, if you take Arcturus, for example, they're more from a healing point of view, but they're very, um, to be honest, most star systems have got high, more advanced technology than we do. And I think it is <laughs> it's not hard here. <laughs> well, it is available here. It's just been suppressed, and you know we, we don't have access mm -hmm. to it. Um, but um, yeah, and also things like this kind of quest for freedom. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Dominant. not being um, enslaved and um, you know shut down, and this kind of desire to speak the truth to find out the truth to get to the bottom of the truth and to share it you know to kind of make people wake up I guess because that is part of the starseed right. mission it's not just um awakening to higher consciousness it's also an awareness of what you know what our reality is and has been here and when we yeah. understand that hopefully we can break out of it um lots of creative gifts as well new ways of seeing things you know because we're not sort of struck stuck to 
convention, you know, and I, I mean, I did a um, video about the Blu-ray um, frequency because I align really strongly with that. And which is kind of, it's a bit like Indigo, but the Indigos are very like warriors, you know, and they're going to be out on the front line. Yeah, so the Indigos whereas, is Nihal, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and, and Blu-ray, yeah, Nihal as well, um, Alderburn, um, but the Blu-ray oh, yeah, kind Alderburn. of wants to kind of sit, sit back in the background, sort of, you know, make the change from behind the scenes, <laughs> which kind of, I, I think, yeah, actually, yeah, that's definitely me. Because um, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I always want to put myself out there. Um, but yeah, so it's truth, freedom, um, sensitivity, obviously, you know, empathic and intuitive and psychic gifts, um, you know, are almost a given with star seeds. Mm. Um, sometimes they're there from the start, sometimes they're suppressed and they don't kind of come online until later. Um, kind of just a, a respect for nature. I mean, you know, if you take Beta Centauri, for example, you know, I associate that star sign, that frequency with nature and this complete Hadarian. love and respect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hadarian, um, I always, um, I very strongly connect to Hadarian as that uh, inability to be separate. They're so connected. They're so in the heart, like it's very connected yeah. to unconditional love yeah. and the heart. Um, yeah. And Spica, Spica, I always uh, very much connect to like people who oh, yeah. are so yeah. connected to nature so connected to like totally happy having all of their friends be dogs and not humans yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. the birds yeah talk to the birds yeah. before i'll be talking to a human you know yeah and, I was, and the, whenever i see when i see the spike i, I call it speaker but um and yeah it's in the burger constellation isn't it whenever i see that i think oh it's like for me the energy and frequency of that is like going on a retreat <laughs> it's just like right because there's no noise there's no bustle it's just that peace that serenity you know the mm -hmm. space just to be who you are yeah. and I think when when that's in the chart I always think that person is coming in with this kind of really tapped into the energy of it's okay just to be you don't have to do you know it's mm -hmm. about um yeah, just just being yourself and that sort of authenticity. So, yeah, yeah. and of course, Spike is always very close to Arcturus. So often, yes. like where there's Spike, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Arcturus, which Arcturus yeah, is absolutely. that emotional healing. That very, it's like the support system. It's not going to engage unless you like specifically ask, but it's yeah, going to be yeah. like right there and and help and mm. yeah, yeah. Very, very beautiful. Tune in next week for the second half of the interview with Louise Platt. And in the meantime, if you feel inspired to learn about your galactic heritage, check out Louise's website at spiralbright.co.uk. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are, our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link and you will receive two weeks for free. See you soon. And don't forget, soften and expand.